Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. from Eden Hazard, Kai Havertz in the Champions League final, Ivanovic! In the middle, it's just behind him, but it's by Hakim Ziyech. Matic with the ball driver! It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode... Yes, I should be. Good Lord, what is happening in there? That would be another classic game between Spurs and Chelsea. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. And I'm joined in the virtual room filled with every bloody lion. We've all calmed down after last night's antics. Uh, there were some suggestions in the Discord we should record straight after games. I'm like, nah, we we, we get cancelled. Yeah, we'd absolutely <laughs> be cancelled, 100%. So I've got, I've got Ollie, I've got Berth and Chris. And hey, look, you, you're not getting away with it. What were your highlights from the weekend? Um, I went for a really nice Chinese. That was... Oh, you know oh, what? Yes, the great thing. Shout. He went for a party it as well was... that none of us were invited, but he took his friends. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't a party. I went to the Chinese with my friends and my girlfriend. That's totally different. Yeah, his other friends. Yeah. Right. Okay, 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 right, okay. What I was going to say here is, okay, I've, I've said numerous times we can all meet up. Here's I've a, even a said I'd go and see Ollie. Uh, no, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I'll quit. I'll quit. I'm going. I'm going <laughs> Breaking. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great weekend for me. Really glad you enjoyed it, mate. <laughs> Berth's left. Yeah. <laughs> glad... Oh, right. Chris, what was your highlight? Uh, Chelsea women's game uh, was my highlight. Um, was a bit cold. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and yeah, right. So. When you buy the tickets, you obviously you get assigned the your seat randomly. Oh, okay. So we so we turn up, sit down, it find our seat, sit down. On the on our left is a a block of seats that has mm. about six people in it, <laughs> and the rest of the block is empty. Sit down. What have I got in front of me? Massive post. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, I spent the first. I spent the first half because we was mid row. I didn't want to then get up and start disturbing people. So we just sat there for the first half, and I, I spent the first half putting my neck right and left so I could see the game around this post. Effectively listening half, to the game. Wow. Yeah, second half we went and sat. We went and sat in the empty block because I, I said to my daughter, "I said I'm not sitting here anymore. It's fucking stupid." But yeah, the game was really good. Um, oh, I, wow. seen, I seen the second half, and I seen eighty percent of the first half. Oh no, Chris, can I can I can I ask a quick a quick question? A real yeah, yeah. quick question. That post did it annoy you? Oh, it, it really did. It did. He, he just wants a sound it drop. Annoys me, you know. It just wants a sound <laughs> drop. Thank you, thank you. Right. I thought it weren't coming. So, are you sure it was a post in front of you, and not like Radamel Falcao when he played for us? Just stood there doing nothing <laughs> the whole game. Yeah, yeah. Maratha. Oh, he scored a hat trick. But then, anyway, Ollie, what was your highlight? Uh, is it going to be one for the bingo card? No, it's not. Because I actually oh, did oh. something. I, uh, hey. I wow. helped my dad move wow. this weekend. Uh, so Ooh. yeah, that was a uh, you know helping out. Nice to see family a bit. It was a good time. Nice. Um, for me, easiest choice I've had to make all year, all season. Uh, over the weekend, Arsenal under-18s delivered a comedy of errors that I don't think the finest sitcom writers could could uh, concoct this. So their game against Brighton had to be postponed after the team bus drove to Bournemouth instead. 
Uh, he had one job, <laughs> one job that bus driver had, and he messed it up. That's incredible. Now, I've had a look for everybody. Uh, Arsenal's next under 18 game is on the road. That's on the road anyway. Is against Derby County. So Dundee, that's where they're going to be going. <laughs> that's where they're going to be going. So give them a warm reception if you're in Dundee for when they turn up. Yeah, uh, that is great. They'll oh. go to the airport, go to Derby, Germany or something. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Dundee's got to be better than Derby, surely. Well, surely. Oh, surely. <laughs> I used to live in Derby. It's never been good. <laughs> wow. right. No offence to anyone who only lives in Derby right now, but... Anyway. Let's hit anyway. the news. Now, if you want to hear us talk all about the announcement that Emma Hayes will be departing Chelsea at the end of the WSL season, then you can go back in our feed to our previous emergency pod, which we covered all of that in full detail, including a review of Chelsea 6, Aston Villa nil. Chris was there. It was very good. So check it out. Uh, the only big news from the weekend came out on uh, bonfire night. So that was convenient. It was quite a firework of a comment, wasn't it, from Poch? Uh, he, look, he said in a press conference, and I quote, hopefully I can stay at Chelsea until I die. 20 or 25 years. But you never know in football. Tottenham is a club, for sure, if I'm not working. So maybe if we want, if they want me one day, why not? Um, right, is this a classic example of Chelsea firing? He might go back to Spurs, if they want him, obviously. Because it's just a club that he liked managing previously. Because to me, this is just, there's nothing to see here, to be honest. It's a journalist just trying to stir up some content for clicks to create that sweet, sweet ad revenue. I refer to my my comments in the uh, in the last episode that yeah. I was on before the emergency pod, um, where I, I you know, it, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely obscene that, like, the, the headline here is man is, you know, has an affinity for a former <laughs> employer. It's, it's, it's obscene because and people are trying to make so much out of this. And it's just like it's just nothing. And it's because people are trying it, it. What frustrates me is people don't say this because they genuinely think it's a dangerous thing, at least not not to me. It doesn't seem that way. I think it's because people want Poch to fail and they want a reason why. Mm. And, like you know, they want him to go and they, they don't want him to succeed. And it really annoys me because why wouldn't you want the Chelsea managers to succeed no matter where they're from? You know, no, that's fair. I mean, I, I know I, I'm not going to talk for him. He will do that himself in a second, but I know what Chris said the other day. He's spot on managers and players are not fans of your club. Not always. No. You know, I mean, what do you think guys? I mean, yeah, yeah I, 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 I pretty much said what Ali said on Friday. Yeah. So I agree with Ali. It's just, it's nothing, you know, if it was a normal job, a day-to-day job, if it was me, for instance, say my old job, I really enjoyed that. Um, I'd, I'd love to go back there. I'm not going to, but it doesn't mean I, I don't respect this job I'm in now. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy the job I'm in now. It doesn't mean I'm not going to give 100% of the job I'm in now. So it's just nothing. It's just people trying to find something out of nothing, and it's just someone trying to stir the pot. That's all it is. Come on, Chris, round us off. Yeah, couldn't I, I couldn't agree with the lads more. Um yeah. It's really one of them nothing stories. I mean, saying that he wants to stay at Chelsea forever, but if we decide that we don't want him and then Tottenham went, do you want to come back? He'd say yeah. yes. Like, it's, just, where, it's so entitled, where's the, isn't it? Where's the story there? Like, yeah, there that, is. That, he's like basically the... saying that he would he would go back to Tottenham if he was out of work. Well, if he was out of work, <laughs> we wouldn't care anyway. No, so... listen, if you were out of work, you would accept the Spurs job as well. Like, well, yeah. well can we do that? Isn't that a little bit of, uh, you know... I've, I've, what is it? I've, I forgot the word. That's bad. 
what's they, what do they call that the conflict conflict of interest there we go yeah, yeah that phrase um right it is time for the match report sponsored by uh, there is a reason we wait 24 hours before recording our game reviews so Chelsea came away from Spurs with a 4-1 victory in a game that can be perfectly summed up to a tune of the 12 days of Christmas. And many have on Twitter. So 12 first half added minutes, nine in the second, five disallowed goals, four goals for Chelsea, three goals for Jackson, two red cards and a win at three-point lane. Um, We do need winners and we do need losers. Uh, there's not many losers, is there, though? Uh, we will try to keep to three for both. I know someone hasn't, but that's okay. We love you, Ollie. Uh, so, winners. There's got to be some. Who wants to lead on the winners? Um, I'll go. I'll start off. Uh, pretty obvious one. I'll go for Nicholas Jackson. I have him on mine. Um, obviously, yeah, he's, he's, he's on mine, too. He's got he's got a hat-trick. Um, and fair play to him. He, um, I've seen strikers at Chelsea in the past miss all three of the chances that he scored from. So fair play. Um he's right. got a hat trick long at, list at that. he's got a hat trick against Spurs. So instantly he's got the fans back on board. Mm-hmm. Um he, he worked yeah. hard like he's not he is a very frustrating player. I've always said there's a good player in there. Um I, I think he's deserved the look that he got against Spurs because I think he does work hard for the team to be fair to him. Um and look he's he's won us the game single handedly pretty much. So fair play they kept yeah. running all night. It was a real good centre-forward performance from him. And hopefully this will kick on now and he'll start scoring more and more goals. But, you know, I'd just like to say as well, he's considered a flop. He's got five Premier League goals this season now. Hoyland, he plays for Man U. Oh, don't do it. Yeah, Zero. Just oh, just, just attacking my Danish, my Danish yeah. bestie there. Hey, um... Mikey, I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> it's right well, well. though. And do you know what, Jackson? <laughs> what I was really impressed with, even more than the goals, was the mentality. Do you know in the in the in the post game interview? Press co- yeah, interview the post game interview. Really good, he yeah. said, "I should have scored four. Like, yeah, yeah, he could yeah. he could have easily had six and, and, or seven. And I really, he, really yeah. actually appreciate that from him because one, it's a bit of an accountability that a little bit that he knows that he's missed some chances recently and things mm. like that. But also, you know, like he, we, you know, it would be so easy as the striker who's just scored a hat trick, giving your team a massive win away at the road on the road to one of their biggest rivals, to be like, yeah, wasn't I amazing? And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he took yeah, like to uh, act like Billy Big Bollocks, and he and he didn't. He, <laughs> he said, you know. He was like, no, I could have scored more and I've got to keep working hard. And that's exactly the attitude we need. And no. you know what, though? You know what, though? Sorry to interrupt, Chris. I will say, and I don't think anyone else will say this, but I'll add it in. To hit the Sioux celebration. <laughs> <laughs> that was so rude. Against as well. Spurs is the funniest oh. housery thing I've ever seen from a striker in my life. Oh, and I thought it was brilliant. So he's a winner alone just for that. I, I mean, you know, it all, with, yeah. with, go on, Chris. With, Jack, with, with Jackson, though, I think the thing that I, I was pleased with the most is he, he stayed very central. Um, yeah. For the goal, I can't remember whether it was his first or second. I think it was his second. He could have made the run into the channel to be the outlet, yeah. but but he stayed in the middle and almost looked at Sterling like, I need you to make that run so I can tap it in at the end. And I've seen some people saying that it's one of the worst hat tricks they've ever seen. 
but that's the sort of hat trick that Harlan gets like every week. Yeah, yeah, good just, point. Very good just, point. Just the way, just the way it happens. Like yeah. a goal is a goal. It, it, you don't get more say, points the prettier it looks. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a worldie. My God, no. I, mean... I want my I want my striker <laughs> scoring tappings because yeah, it means that they're in the yeah, right place. Know, yeah, I mean he can also boast that he has scored the same amount of Premier League hat tricks now as Burkamp and Cantona. It's good company uh, and more than Rashford. Um since did we all have Nicholas Jackson then as a winner? We did. Yeah. Oh nice. Um I'll, I'll run with the neutral fan here. That's one of my winners because if you didn't if you didn't have a horse in this race, uh this was kind of prime Barclays, as they say, you know, the game was absolute chaos. It was carnage. It you just only need a dog to run on the pitch and grab the ball and tackle Romero. It was hands down for me one of the most entertaining games i've probably had the joy to watch and it will probably go down as one of the best what the actual fuck games in in this league's history i think it was um i think it was the best game this season i was not not not, not chelsea game i mean premier league game i think it was the best i can see yeah i can see your point it had every i mean i genuinely was smiling when i saw romero get set off against us like the joy in my face I was genuinely frightened, especially in the second half for our elderly fan base at the club, because like my heart was going ridiculous. Like I was, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Like, oh, I, was, so I mean, I can only imagine what they were going through. I mean, talking about the fans, the ones who were at the stadium for both sides. I mean, for Spurs, they were singing. Well, both sides were singing from minute one to minute ninety, and for Spurs, that must have felt like a seventh man on the pitch. Because there wasn't many players <laughs> left, wasn't there? wasn't many players left. Um, yeah, oh, subtle. I like that one. Yeah. So, so come on. Uh, who, who? What are some other winners? There's only one left for me. So you, you, you guys have got to deliver now. Um, I'll go for. I'm going to go for Kaiseido. You know. Yeah, he's on oh, mine yeah. as well. And mine. Yeah, we're yeah. doing it again. Well, <laughs> wow, this is incredible. What a goal! I was, wasn't. I think Kaiseido. Um. Gave a Kante performance against Spurs yesterday. Uh, I thought he was absolutely everywhere. I thought he won the ball back l- um, an unbelievable amount. I thought his passing was really good. Um, he won every second ball. His finish for the goal that got us out was fantastic. It's really a really good. good goal. And I just think he's getting better and better. And he's just commanding that midfield. He kept Hoiberg in his back pocket. He kept whoever else was on the pitch, which weren't many people in their back pocket. So... You know, he, he was really, really good yesterday. Um, and I think he had a really important role because when it went down to nine men, they obviously they put Skip on, I think they put Oiberg on as well when Madison came off. And so it was a real different dynamic for him. And I think he just handled it so well. I thought he was, he was just phenomenal. A beast mm. performance from him. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Honestly, he was he had a, an outstanding performance yesterday. Really just did in a game where the midfield was going to be so important and you had to really battle and fight for it. He did that perfectly. It was a really I think really I think he was my line of the week as well. I think he's my line of the week Possibly, as well. I think so. I mean, yeah, so. when when our backs against the wall, he certainly was there with the defending, which I think he's know. just getting started as well, you know. Like I really yeah, do agreed. feel if he can if he can get motoring and do that almost every game, there won't be many games we lose in the midfield. Mm. So we all have one winner left. <laughs> I feel like we're all going to match the same, but um, I'm going to go to Wally. Who's your winner? Who's your final winner? It's Mr. Cole Palmer. Yeah, he's on, he's mine. Yeah, yeah. He, he was mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, my, oh. mine's, di- mine's different to be Oh, fair. nice one, Chris. Ah, Keeping the show enough. going. 
<laughs> yeah, he's the only one really keeping us afloat, aren't you, Chris? Uh, but for Cole Palmer, I've just been so, so impressed with his maturity, his mm. attitude, his mentality, his oh. talent, his ability. It's unbelievable. He, off the ball, he moves like this sort of almost like ethereal dimension hopping soothsayer right and he sort of glides through the pitch it's really impressive to sort of watch it he's got liquid nitrogen in his veins you know he bleeds blue you know and he's i sort of call him the ghost of football's future because it's going to be scary but not for us and he's just (laughs) absolutely he's just brilliant I, i just think he's got the mentality to be such a top player and it's just not something you see that often with players, even of his age. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like hard. that that level of maturity. I mean, and that level of, like taking responsibility for the team. I'm just so impressed with him. He's yeah. a star boy, and I love him. He he's our game breaker now. I mean, he's special with the capital S P E C I A N L. You know, he like you said, he has the ability, but he also has the mentality that you just cannot teach. He's he's fearless under pressure. He's like he's like our own wrestling superstar, Stone Cold Cole Palmer. That is our that is my yeah, name for us. He's Stone so, Cold Cole Palmer. I love that. You, do you ever get concerned when he takes a penalty? I don't. No. I I love that. It's not like Jorginho who makes me go no no no. I love I love Cole Palmer. He's brilliant at bargain. You know, you know where Cole Palmer deserves the most amount of credit in this game as well. That first 15 and tw- or 20 minutes, whatever it was, I think it was the first 20 minutes where we was awful and didn't look like we knew what we was doing. He was the only player who looked yeah. ready to play. He lifted the team. Mm. Yeah. And he was he shushed, calm on the he ball. He shushed the Spurs fans at home. <laughs> yeah. And he deserves credit for that. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. I know he did I, I kind think... of fade out a little bit in the second half, but I just think his performances are so... Uh, he is the difference maker for us at the moment. That's just you the way you, I see it. You say that, though, Ollie. You say he faded out in the second half. I don't think it's been talked about enough. His ball to Nicholas Jackson for uh, Jackson's hat-trick goal was phenomenal. It, yeah, that's true. Like, mm-hmm. I know it, like, Spurs played just the most ridiculous high line, but that pass would have split most defences apart. And I think that is the main difference. I've spoken about it so many times now, but he's that player that just can pick a lock. He can, he can make that uh, defence split and pass. And he can... We have changed so We've scored so many more goals now that he's in the team. And it like you, like you said, Mike, he's so calm when he takes mm, a penalty. 100%. I, did, I mean, it was close to missing one. Don't get me wrong. Last night, but he scored it. No, I never in that. <laughs> and shushing the Tottenham, <laughs> the Tottenham fans. I mean... What a bloke. And and again, he's another one, though. His, his post-match interview with Jackson, yeah. I thought was superb. He was elite, that elite mentality. Um, and he's another one, like I said, he's just going to get better and better and better. Right, Chris, who's your final winner? Hotch. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, fair play. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not necessarily for the reason that you think. Uh, I thought uh, he adapted in the game well um, to what was going on, but... His mentality, um, oh. the fact that he was getting as frustrated as I'm pretty sure all of the fans were, the fact that of what the players were doing against nine men, um, shows that he he does have that elite coach mentality. And his interview after the game, we've just beat Tottenham four one. I'm telling you now, someone like Graham Potter comes out and talks about it being a fantastic performance, and the boys gave everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this hit was our mic, best performance. Hit the button, Mikey. <laughs> he just gave everything in the game. Uh, yeah, and like you know, it's our best performance of the season so far, and all of that normal bullshit that they come out and say, even though it wasn't. And you know, that's that's the reality. 
and he didn't come out and say any of that. He come out and uh, and you could see that he was frustrated by how we played in the situation that we was in. It should have been a, a lot more comfortable than it was, and that that fills me with confidence that he's keeping the standard high as well. That he yeah. that that's not Starts a mid table man. Yeah, it's not a mid-table mentality, is it? The coming out and saying, "Well, the result was four-one, so we must have been brilliant." We wasn't, and he he was quite happy to admit that. It's easier to do when you've won four-one. I get that, but I love I like the fact that he's trying to keep the standards high. That the performance still wasn't the best mm. in the situation that we was in. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh my word, losers! You know what? I'm going to go straight to Ollie because he's got quite a fair few. So I'll give him. You know, give him the stand. Okay, so for reference, we you know we 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 sometimes decide when we've got a lot of winners and losers that we we need to stick to three each because otherwise the show's going to be a dour and a half long, right? <laughs> and, and we don't need that for you guys. You know, you got things to do in your lives, so we can't keep it down. But I can't. I, I've got uh, I've got six losers, and I I could simply not narrow them down. But I will be brief with the first three. Wow, first That's one three? is Colt. Yeah, the first three, and I'll be dead quick with these two because I'm just rattling through them. First one is Colwell. Just thought he was generally really poor. Deserved to go off uh, when he did. Um, mm. His yellow card was clumsy, and um, and it wasn't it wasn't a performance um, worthy uh, of the occasion. I think the occasion got was too much for him in the end. Um, second one was James. Um, we actually scored most of our goals after he went off. Um, I, he, he, he did well in some elements of the game, and so this is only a slight nitpick. I just want to see more leadership from him on the pitch. Um, uh, and uh, the last quick one, um, I just want to say, like Chelsea going forward uh, for the team as well, um, because we absolutely it, we showed against Spurs that we will absolutely kill you if we if you have a high line, we will kill you, and that is only going to encourage more teams to sit in a low block, a low block, which we know is our kryptonite. So uh, mm. that might be an issue going forward. Right, I, I'll kick this off because I'm sure someone's going to go. No, you can't be doing that. I've got Nicholas Jackson because to me. <laughs> You can't do that. Let me hear this out. I got to hear, hear him out. out. Yeah, you've got, you got to hear me out. Uh, you can be both a winner and a loser in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, because, look, for me, I'll give my analogies. You, you may have brought home the shopping, but if you bring back an inflatable dog basket and a 1,000-piece Stranger Things jigsaw, I'm going to be a bit annoyed with you. Because... I, I do get, I can see the argument where this was a le- an, an, a least impressive hat-trick ever. I mean... <sighs> I put him on the list because not because of the hat trick. That's incredible. Against Spurs, awesome. Love it. Deserves it. Especially for, you know, he, he tries and we we do like that. It's the fact that I looked at how the team kind of reacted toward him. Different p- points of the game. So Sterling threw on the counter. Down the middle, he had two options to choose. He could have passed left to Jackson or right to Palmer. And I feel that we all knew which choice he'd make. And he did. And it, it did lead to Destiny obviously being shown a red for the challenge. The wrong and one. It, he made the wrong one. But yeah. that the isn't that it choice. isn't that, but he didn't look confident enough to pass to Jackson, which is kind of you like you do need that confidence in your forward. And then I did see later on in the game that I think it was Palmer looked a bit unhappy when Jackson chose to shoot the ball over the bar instead of allowing the pass to go to him. Whether he was offside, I don't know. I've I've heard that as well, but yeah, I, I I do sort of get where you're coming from. That's because... what I mean. But at the it, same time, it's like, how can you take away the fact that your striker scored a hat trick? You know, like it's just yeah. absolutely it's no, it's absolutely yeah. nothing else. It's because of how his teammates say, acted. What I would say is the hat trick is brilliant, and like I said, I loved 
I loved the hat trick because yes. those are stri- those are proper strikers' goals that he scored for 100%. me. Um, but I do think he showed he he is going to struggle against low blocks. He's never going to play that high line again. So <laughs> probably not. No. The 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 problem is is that you saw when they had eleven men on the pitch, he was dog shit. Like against against when he was playing against defenders, he was shit. Mm. Um and we we will play against low blocks where the space is limited and he is going to struggle at that. And that's the issue with him going forward. That you know, what's that going to be? Eighty yeah, to eighty five percent of our games and he's, he's going to struggle. Improve in that element of his game. If yeah. he wants to be the starting striker going forward, because it is all well and good when you've got a million acres of space to run into. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, Timo Werner would have had a field day yesterday. He would have scored about seven. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think Timo Werner would have missed a few of them. I, it's a, you know, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, you, you could argue that Nicholas Jackson at points wasted chance after chance, but he eventually. The only one I can really think of. Like, the, the only one I can really think of is the header. The header he should have buried. Oh, my God. Oh, the don't. I forgot the about that. Oh, I, no. was, I was so angry in my living room. I swear I to God. I could not believe I, that didn't go in. I nearly turned it off. I, nearly, I honestly <laughs> nearly turned the game off because I thought, how it is the weakest header I've ever seen in my life. It's like he didn't want to hurt his head. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that I was think, awful. I forgot I, I about think, that first. <laughs> I, I think Jackson is just one of those players, though, that he's gonna he's gonna give you a moment of brilliance, and then next minute he's gonna be just an absolute clown. He's just one yeah. of those players yeah. that he yeah. just you can love him at times. Chelsea fans, he'll, he'll leave Chelsea eventually, and I guarantee it'll be like a cult hero because you just never know what you're gonna get from him. <laughs> yeah. He'll score yeah. some goals, he'll do some rash things, but you'll love him because you, you just don't know what you're gonna get. I know, it's uh, gonna be I, one of them. I, I guess yeah. the thing is with me with Jackson is like he had the equivalent for me of like a Haaland performance because he scored a hat-trick and he missed a bunch of other chances, which didn't matter in the end because he scored a hat-trick, you know? And like, could because yeah. you watch Man City any time Haaland plays, that happens very frequently. Like, he'll miss a fair few and then he'll score two or three, you know? Like, and and so mm, that's a good, yeah. it's a it's good fair. problem to have. And hopefully, like you say, Mikey, uh, hopefully they'll start passing to him a bit more if they know they'll go in. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm going to go to birth. Who's a loser? Um, The media. Oh, no, what, I mean, what I mean by that is that I've seen talk sport. I've seen sky sports. I've seen all the sports. I've seen them <laughs> go on and on and on. Price and Spurs, how brave they were. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how much effort they put in. Oh, you know, Ange Postacoglu, what a manager. He's changed the philosophy of Spurs. I'll tell you what he hasn't done. He hasn't changed from being bottle jobs. I cannot <laughs> believe, right? I cannot believe the amount of praise they are getting. The reason why they lost is because of Spurs. Yeah, they yeah. had that game sewn up. If Romero wasn't just an absolute maniac and, and like put his foot through... Uh, Fernandez's shin, they'd won that game. If a doji and Garland tried to karate kick uh, Sterling's foot off, they would have <laughs> won that game. Like it is ridiculous. And then to play, and then to play the most, it wasn't even a high line. That was basically on the halfway line. That's no <laughs> line, not a high line. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, no there's line. Definitely yeah. like a, there's definitely There's a line, literal, isn't there, between, between bravery and stupidity. And that line is the halfway line. <laughs> yeah. And, 
And this is the yeah. thing. And that people are saying, people were saying before this game, Spurs are going to win the league. They're in contention. They're not. They cannot be because that performance that that I cannot believe what they was doing. And and yeah. great guy seems like a great guy. I think he's a real good manager as well. But that is just you cannot do that. If Poch did that, Chelsea fans you know what? would wouldn't want him sacked. They'd want him sacked. You are absolutely right though, because there is a there's being brave in a game and then there is just being stupid. And I can understand fair enough if he wanted to try that after the first red card for a little bit. Um, maybe until half time. But when you get to half time and you've realised how many times we've got in behind easily, you've got to drop that line. Like then then it's just stupid. And they was lucky in a way that they was playing us and not if playing, they were playing Liverpool, Liverpool or City. They would have lost twelve nil. Yeah. And then no one would have been praising them then because it would have been the worst loss in Premier League history. So it's they they got really lucky and it and it was stupid and I wouldn't want to see a Chelsea manager do it because it was a ridiculous way of trying not to is, lose. Both is spot on I mean, though I, because because it's like it is daft to have kept doing it because it, it's like if you went into a boxing match with Mike Tyson and decided to cut off your arms beforehand, right? Right, and, and then when you're inevitably knocked out immediately, if all the media went, wasn't he so brave to cut his arms off? And it's like, it's like, no, you cut your arms off. You've done this to yourself. No, if what it's like, what is like, what it's like. So imagine, so use the Mike Tyson analogy. It's basically like going, you know what? I'm not going to defend it. I'm just going to try to punch his head off straight away. You're going to get knocked yeah. out straight I'll, away. It's, it's coming clean enough. I'll, I'll jump in with my second loser then, because you've referred to it already. Uh, defender, oh, yeah. just because. This game isn't yeah. one you'd preserve on a VHS tape for future generations when you need to teach no. them about defending. One of mine. I mean, yeah, obviously, look, Spurs played an offside trap that never worked in 93, didn't work in 23. <laughs> um, I mean, their strategy, I feel for me, their strategy relied on Chelsea's team to, well, our players to just become a little bit overexcited like a child would on Christmas morning. Unsure what to do. All the open space in front of them. It nearly succeeded at times, but... I mean, th th also, I'm not going to, you know, this is also about us as well. And when assessing our own defensive performance, a glaring instance stands out for me, even with Spurs down to just nine players. Eric Dyer. Oh, don't get me started. The back. Don't get oh, me started. I mean, it, he was unmarked at the back post. That was embarrassing for the level of football this squad should be playing and it felt yeah. like sometimes Chelsea couldn't mark a no, bingo card it was card. amateur hour it was absolutely amateur how awful how on earth are you when you are two men up not even one man up two men up how are you leaving someone free at the back post you, you double team you can double team two people you know on the on the opposite team if you wanted to yeah you and, got a point no, it's just pure lazy it's terrible and you know what we were so lucky at the time that that he was, was just offside, offside because that game is totally just. different. If they then, if it, if they're in a draw, they know right now we've got nine men. Now we have to defend this, and then they will go into the low block, uh, and then we wouldn't have scored anymore. And so we were really yeah. lucky in the Everyone game. Everyone looking around, uh, margins, and we you can't leave it up to chance, especially, and you can't throw it away by doing something as stupid as leaving a man free when you're two men up. Mm-hmm. Both times, though, it was, um, I'm pretty sure both times, Gallagher and Cucurella, they both lost it their It seems man. to be a both thing times. that's, uh, yeah. when They've I'm thinking about goals them. that we've conceded, it's happened quite a few times. Dizalzi's done it, Gusto's done it. Is this just something that's part of, like, Pochettino's training and defending? Because, like, surely what the, 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 he can't be leaving a gap somewhere for someone. You're like, you, do you know what I mean? They can't, mm. 
you, he can't be training them in such a way that this sort of thing happens, surely. Mm, yeah, hundred uh, percent. It's just just so frustrating. It has to improve on the training ground. Has to. Um, how many losers have we got? I think Chris has probably got all three, hasn't he? I've still got three. Yeah, go for it. Who's uh, your first? I can go through the first two quite quickly. Oh, to be go fair, for it. They, they was they were similar to Ollie's. Well, they was the same. Um, Cole will <laughs> so very like similar. Ollie. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Might even say exactly the same. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cole will I think is of is an obvious one. I thought he yeah, was terrible, yeah. and uh, for all the reasons Ollie touched on, but more, also yeah. his passing was absolutely yeah. nowhere near horrendous. Like been. Sunday League, Sunday League level, there was he had seventy yards of space <laughs> to hit, and he put it out of play twice. And it's like, how have you put that out of play when you've only got to find seventy yards of space? So no, that first half was. As bad a performance as we've seen from a, a Chelsea player in a long time, I thought like that. That was a sort of performance that Cucurella would be getting absolutely yeah. slammed. And we hold Cole yeah. to a very high mm-hmm. standard on the show because he is very good most of the time. But that was not on. He just yeah. he just wasn't right. And he's de- and he's he's defending yeah. for the goal as well. Turning Terrible. your back. Awful. Awful. Yeah. Um. But my second one is. Uh, Reese James, I, I agree oh, with Ollie. Okay. I've seen yeah. so many people today talking about how good Reese James was yesterday. I thought it was shit. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I thought he defended okay, but was never really overly tested defensively. Like he didn't do any defending. I thought Jesus, that was that was brilliant. And his passing again, another one couldn't pass wind. <laughs> like <laughs> he had the tr- he had the chance against that high line three times in a row to put a player in and he hit the goalkeeper twice how have you hit the goalkeeper there you've only got to roll it in behind it's not it's not a a hard pass to execute but Berth will back me up on this because he'll be exactly the same I said yesterday I play with people on a Sunday who would find that pass and Reese James fucked it up three times how I don't understand. Yeah, he's meant to be a technically gifted footballer. To be honest with you, and again, mm-hmm. leadership. I, I see nothing. I see nothing from him. I didn't see him berating anyone. Didn't see him giving any instructions to anyone. He just. Do you know what it is? I, and I, it's, it's just him. So there's maybe there's nothing you can do about it. He has this very lazy demeanor, um, that I just don't like. Um, I don't think you can just potter about a football pitch unless you are messy. Uh, then you can get away with it because he'll go and bag four. Reese James, I think, has got to show a little bit more. He's there's no intensity or anything from him at the minute. I know he's just coming back from injury, but leadership has got nothing to do with fitness and form. Like you can do that shit when you're yeah. playing terrible. That's what leaders have to do. And I just I, don't I think, think he's doing it. that's the thing for me with Reese James is this season, he's not been a better right back than Gusto and he's not been a better captain than Gallagher. So what is he? It sounds harsh, but I expect a lot from my captain. And and for me, it, James just isn't providing it right now. Like I, I, my, For me, your captain has to be the hardest worker, has to be probably be one of the most talented, has to be the best, you know, vocally leadership, all of this stuff. And at the moment from James, like you've got to hold those standards so highly for your captain and he's just not meeting them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, good. Berth, who's your loser? Um, so I've got one left um, and it's Pedro Porro. <laughs> yeah, what a one. What an absolute <laughs> dickhead. I, I like, if I look up dickheads, 
in the dictionary. He'll come up with a picture of him. The amount of times he was on the floor and then turned to the Spurs fans and fist pumped to get him yeah. going. I'll tell you what, get him going now, mate. You got dicked for one in your own backyard. Berth's new best friend is Jao Felix. Because I'm pretty sure yeah, we both yeah, feel about yeah, the same yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh that's Dickhead. so funny. Dickhead, um, loser. I'm, well, I think we've all got one left, haven't we? Uh, I've got... got two left. Cause oh, I'm, I, cause uh, I'm, I'm all out, actually, yeah, sorry. Oh, Of course, yes. Go on. Sorry, Rhys James is my last one, so yeah. Right, uh, come yeah, on, Ollie. One, one of my was just attacking, just generally. Like, like, we were, in an attacking sense in the second half, Spurs gifted us the game, more or less, and yeah. we still missed so many chances. It was unbelievable how many we yep. fluffed. It was like it was a training session that we had to that we had to keep doing until we won four one. That that's how it felt like I at think, times. Like I, it just, I, 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 it just drives me nuts. I know we can't be clinical all the time, but when you are gifted time like that and you are gifted constant one on ones and two on threes and all of that and three on twos, you have to make it count because other teams aren't going to give you as many chances as yeah. Spurs did. I think it showed, it really highlighted, didn't it, why we struggle against the low block. Like, our, our final pass and decision-making, essentially playing against no one, was shit. Um, when when you're in a crowded area with lots of defenders uh, defending their penalty area, it's those little intricate passes and those quick decisions that have to be spot on. And we highlighted yesterday that these players just don't have it. Um, so mm. when we come to play a low block again, it'll be back. It'll be back to square one. I mean, luckily we're playing Man City. I mean, not luckily, but Way. it won't. It won't be a low block. I expect us to be better going forward against Man City than we will be against Newcastle. I think Newcastle's the week after because Newcastle will defend deep because no, Eddie Howe's not. not a moron because it's international. Oh, mm, mm. All right, next game then. Next real yeah. game when football's back. Football's proper back. <laughs> um, you know what? I'll I'll run with my final loser, and that was. So I feel like we've all sort of said touched on it. Uh, Chelsea's discipline, and I, I could have easily chosen our shot conversion as my final loser. So I'm glad Ollie sort of touched on that. I mean, look, look. We all know that if I if we talk about shot conversion, you can just go back to any episode where I've included it as a loser, and I'd just say the same thing word for word. So discipline. Where was it, man? I mean, oh, after Romero was ejected, that the heat in the match was turned up quicker than me cooking some baked beans on the hob. And this is the time when it was crucial for the Chelsea players to just maintain composure. You've got the numerical advantage. What did we do? Well, we had a VAR review for a potential red card for Reese James after an elbow. We had a very close call with Colwell's conduct toward the end of the first half, which nearly led to him getting dismissed. So obviously. We've already put him as a winner, but a bonus winner in the loser section here is Pochettino. He made the right halftime decision by subbing yeah. off Colwell. Simple as that. You know, for me, there is a difference between being passionate in a derby and being naive. And our young squad showed their inexperience in this type of game with naivety. Not to yeah, their fault. It. No, it's not their are. fault because they are a young squad, but it's like... The city, can you... I, look, we all know Balak in the 2008 final uh, Champions League game against Barca, but... I think of the, the the mature heads that we'd had in the back in the day, you know, your Lampards, your Balak, Czech, Drogba. I don't feel, I feel they would have calmed the situation down or maybe, you know, thrown Petra on it. But I feel that it would have been a bit different. Yeah, well, it, it mm. it's, like the, it's like the Battle of the Bridge, wasn't it? You know, Tottenham tried <laughs> to make that a fight, yeah. but the Chelsea players 
which is quite an experienced squad then with Hazard, Costa, Fabregas, mm. kept their head. They didn't get involved in that sort well, of just stuff. About, but, just yeah, about. They, they let they let Tottenham lose their heads and went and got a result in the game instead. It, it was it, it's not their fault because they're they're young and they they haven't got any experience on the pitch to help them through it except Thiago Silva. You know that that's the problem with with the squad that we've built. There's no experience you know in these situations. But that is the first game where I've seen them, you know, like where one of the first games where I've seen them properly show grit and get through a game. Yeah, we weren't, yeah, yeah. and that is going to build that experience. So now, yeah. not only Hopefully. do we need that experience, but we're actually gaining it steadily and slowly as well. And before you yeah. know it, we will have that experience throughout the squad. Mm, yeah, right. Who's got who's got any losers left? There's someone. I got. I'll go. I got one more. I've got. I'll go. go with my, I'll go. With, I'll go with my last one. Um. I don't know if Raleigh's got this as well, but I can't believe no one said him yet. Mudrick. Yeah, I, I could see point. Yeah, he won't. He won't. He won't. Brilliant. Right, he was all right. Yeah, but do you want to? Do you want to know why he's on my losers? Right, yep. it's because if you could have said to anyone in this game, who is it tailor made for? They'd have gone Mudrick. Yeah, this yeah, game yeah. is tailor made. Hundred oh, yeah, percent. High line, rapid, spacing behind. We're actually playing the ball in behind as well. Oh, he'll come on and kill these. Fucking awful. He come on and he was absolutely shit. Every time he got the ball, he lost it. Um, he, and, no, and he, this... drove in, he drove in once. He did well once. Oh, yeah, for the cutback for Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he couldn't perform in a game that was tailor-made for him. And again, a bit like we said about Jackson earlier, he won't play this this again. So he's not been great against the low block, and he didn't show a he didn't have a great showing against the higher line. So what are we waiting for? He's got to be one good at one or the other. It was just mm-hmm. it just felt like this could have been like his real kickstarting moment. Like he he had it a few weeks ago with with the Arsenal game, the Fulham game, and then the Arsenal game, and it's like two steps forward. But this was one step back again. It's it, he just looked I'm only to give back him out of form more, again. I'm only inclined to cut him a tiny bit more slack because he did just come back from like a, a knock, and I know he should be a hundred percent fit and it shouldn't affect his performance. But yeah. like he wouldn't been of train, wouldn't have been training as much. That's the only reason I'm giving him a little bit of credit. But you're right. Because he's not going to get another opportunity to play a, a, a game that is more suited to the way he is, is exactly. physically and mentally than that, yeah. and and he squandered it a bit. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. I just think with Mudrick though, and this is going to sound ridiculous. I think he's just one of those players that, if I was confidence is, I think he prefers he, he doesn't like coming off the bench. I th- I think he. He's better and performs better when he starts. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I just think be. he's very. I think he's just one of those players who's just very ineffective when he comes off the bench. Some Which is weird because you would expect it against tired legs. Yeah, you would expect him to be, you know, but like, like, so I, the like best to, sub ever. Now, look, I, I'm obviously a totally different player to Mudrick, and I, I'm not a Premier League player. I just play Sunday League. But I, I, when I come off the sub bench, which Fair enough, isn't a lot. I'll, I'll big myself up a bit there. Humble flex, but like, not a ball flex <laughs> but like I. Can't get into the game. I, I just I find it really difficult to get up to the pace of it to get passes yeah, like together. Yeah, I, I like starting the game, getting a few passes in, and then your confidence builds and builds from there. So maybe he's just one of those players. Maybe that, that that's what it is. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. It's a good yeah, point because the, good the point. mentality is different because some some players really used to sort of the, the the classic super sub used to really thrive off of coming off the bench and and doing well like that and making an impact mm. and and some players just aren't as suited for it maybe right are they so, who's your final loser right Mikey I'm gonna need the candy alarm oh hang on let me find <laughs> it I always have to find it it's my own sound we're asking the question folks it's important it's really really important it's coming you all know it's coming. Has anyone seen Spurs? There we go. There it is. Because my final loser is Spurs' season. Uh, your unbeaten run is defeated, uh, is absolutely broken, destroyed, aghast, whatever, at home <laughs> to one of your biggest rivals. Your best player, like Madison, injured. Van der Ven, injured. Uh, Adogi, banned. Romero, banned. You are going to struggle so much for the rest of the season now. If those any of those injuries are long term, you have been mm. your your. It was like Spurs' season was like on the tip of a roller coaster, and instead of just not going down the roller coaster like it's supposed to, it just flew straight off the edge of it. And, <laughs> it was, and, and for it to happen at home to us of all teams to beat their own, to kill their unbeaten run is it just oh it's so sweet I savor it it's so good. I love it. And also, 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 one last thing. Fuck Pedro, uh, Pedro Paro. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> All right, Joe Felix. All right. Enemy All of right. the show. Um, emoji time. Uh, I went with the Santa emoji because 12 days of Christmas. That was it. Uh, what, what did you lot go with? Um, I've, <laughs> I've got the, the tilted laughing face because that game, anything you could do at the end of that game, you just sort of laugh because... <laughs> I'm not quite sure what really happened, but we got the win and we it won. Spurs in it, so you can laugh at them. Oh, what about yeah. you, Chris? Uh, I'll go with the you know the one where it looks like they're wiping their forehead like few <laughs> because that's oh, yes. how I felt when the when the third goal went in and uh, and it wrapped up the points. That's how I felt. It was just relief more than anything because yeah. as soon as they went down to nine, like it was such a pressure to have to win. And, oh yeah, hundred percent, and, and, and we did in the end. But it was uh, it was touch and go for a bit. And oh, there was a car in the background. Is someone's audio there? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that is mine. Yeah, sorry. I'm, actually, um, I'm on Fast and Furious set. Uh, oh, it's the eleventh film. I, so, I, yeah. I, I had to think. I thought Ollie was doing like a ghost noise. Like, Ooh, <laughs> I've gone with a ghost. Ooh, <laughs> so no. what? Uh, what have you gone with? My uh, my uh, emoji is the basketball emoji. Uh, because we are like Steph Curry when it comes to three-point lane uh, switch. <laughs> oh, nice. That's a good one. That's a good nice. one. That's good one, that. Yeah. Right. We'll go through our line of the week predictions. Uh, I had Palmer. Yes. Come good on. Nice. Um, Ollie had Silver. I can't tell you if he had a good game or not. He, he, he played all right. Yeah, he played all right. He, he was all right. He's uh, always a good shout, really, isn't he? Chris, do you remember who you had? No, I think he said Woodrick, didn't he? I he actually did, can't. He said Reese James. Ooh. And I don't oh, think yeah, he was shy. on your losers nah. list, wasn't he? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was shit. No, that's a yeah. loss. I'll take uh, that. I'll yeah. take that. <laughs> uh, Berth went with uh, Kaiseido. So, a great yeah. shout. Yeah. yeah well stuff. done, Berth. That's a half and half this week. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think you did relatively well. We're going to move to our question segment, which does now have an official name, and we are calling it charisma's question so a special thank you to julian for suggesting that name on instagram uh friend of the show thank status you, you it's now yours my man you have got friend of the show status right 
First up's Rob, who's asked, after Nicholas Jackson's hat-trick, is he the right man for the job? Uh, nah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but, um, but I do like him, and he does work hard. And I think he will get goals. Like I said earlier, I think he's going to be one of those players that Chelsea fans will just end up loving because he's so erratic. He's so... Um, he's almost like Timo Werner in a way. He just You never know what you're going to get. And I just think... He's, he'll be it does a real give me that good... vibe. But you just love him even when he's yeah. bad. <laughs> but like, he's, he's such a. It'll be a good because he seems like a character as well. So he's just a good player to have around the um mm. around the dressing room. So he won't lead us to a Premier League title, but he'll be a good player to have around. Yeah, I, I mean the thing is with him, he is he is twenty two and he is a relatively inexperienced player being tasked with leading our forward line in a team that, let's be honest, we look at it, it lacks cohesion, it lacks structure. And this is all after only he only made his debut, senior debut, just like ten months ago. But he he has shown glimpses of his potential in the preseason, the effortless finishing, the fantastic awareness in the box, and that distribution in tight spaces. That's what we saw in preseason. It got us really really hyped for him. He just needs to tap back into that form. And will a hat trick against Spurs be the spark that ignites the fire? Mm, the knows? the issue I have with Jackson, and I, this is where I feel sorry for him. Because he's another striker we've signed that doesn't suit the games that we play almost every week. Mm. We've signed we've signed another striker who would be better in a team that doesn't dominate possession. Mm. Um, mm. But we go out every week and dominate possession and play against low blocks. And that doesn't suit his game. It's exactly the same as a few years ago if we'd signed Jamie Vardy. He'd have been dog shit for oh, us yeah. because he can't yeah, play in a team point. that dominates possession you know Drogba and Costa the reason why that was the most successful strikers we've had is because they suited what we actually play against because they were they, big they, and physical yeah, that, you know, and, and, and Giroud same was with, the same same with Giroud yeah I don't know why we keep doing it we keep signing strikers who like to play on the shoulder of the last defender and get in behind when we play a slow build up possession game so I feel sorry for Jackson in that way I, th- I don't think he'll He'll be a long-term solution, but just because it's we're not the right team for him. Uh, to answer the question, uh, is he the man for the job? Score a hat trick uh, next week, and we'll we'll chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we'll finish up with Peter. He wants to know when is it okay to put up Christmas decorations, and when is it too early? I'll, I'll put November. Up I'll put I'll put them up now. Have you? Yeah, first of November, oh, it's all right. You wow. got to pass the Hall- you got to pass the Halloween threshold, but once you've done that, you're all right. I, I mean, it's Christmas. It's Christmas now. Look, so look. It, if your pumpkins from Halloween are sort of rotting on your doorstep, but and you got the turkey in the oven for Thanksgiving, it might be a little bit too soon. But for me, if you're already listening to Christmas songs on the first of November, I am, uh, and you allow yourself a break on Bonfire Night in the UK, and then obviously Thanksgiving in the US. I, I do love to put the decorations up on the first day of December. That's my thing. But Christmas songs from November, because yeah, come on, Chris. Yeah. I know what you. Know. <laughs> December twenty third, Chris says. <laughs> like, do you know what the thing that annoys me about Christmas every year is the Here fact we go. Starts, <laughs> the fact that it starts so fucking early, first of December. Yeah, That's the run up to Christmas. It's it's. <laughs> It's a holiday that is in December. So leave it for Imagine, December. Right. First of December, fill your boots. You can do whatever you want. You can have Christmas. You can walk around in a Santa suit for all I care. I, I, I don't I don't give a shit. But anything before that, it's not Christmas. Imagine my surprise, Chris, that you said that. 
I think every single one of us, <laughs> me, Mikey, Ali, yeah. all predicted and knew exactly what you I did, actually. I almost did. And you yeah. did not Fuck disappoint. Yeah, no. You oh, miserable, well, miserable bastards. You miserable <laughs> not bastards. being miserable. It's Get just real. Okay. Get would, you, would you start <laughs> celebrating Easter in February? Probably. Ooh, I like that. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't. Yeah, fair enough. You wouldn't. Yeah. Because Depends it's what time, time of year Easter it's is. Not, yeah, because it's not in then, is it? It's in March or April or May or whenever they decide to put it, whatever year they want. Oh, dear, well, dear. That's fair enough, Chris, but I love Christmas. I'd put it up in August if I could. Well, I think oh, people yeah, would probably yeah. think I'm criminally insane. Yeah, so you, know what? yeah you see, there's a middle ground here. I think. Oh, last, the last pod birth, I told you that that's why we wouldn't get on living together. And now you've just <laughs> compounded it again. We can never oh, live together. Dear. Honestly, I, I would pay so much money to see a sitcom where birth and Chris live together. <laughs> what, uh, like September you know what? 20th looks that's, like. Birth has got his Christmas lights Netflix, off. Netflix, get it sorted. Our, Chris, uh, our Christmas special is me spending a week with Chris. Oh, my <laughs> word. Oh, yeah. That's our Christmas special. Right. Uh, so we, we end the Monday show with a game of Arch Thompson's Top Trumps. Uh, the team obviously have to guess which player each player club or whatever is high or low in the previous century and this week's category is champions league themed it's champions league semi-finalists so i'm going to give you a club and you got to tell me if they've appeared in more or less champions league semi-finals in the competition's history than the previous club and this is since the competition started in 1955 Nice. Wow. And Real Madrid are not in being included in this list because uh, they hold a record 32 appearances and they're miles ahead of everyone else. <laughs> I'm not giving you an easy gimme. So we'll start with a lovely easy one. And that is Derby County, who have one semi-final appearance in 1973. I didn't know that. Did you? That's so nope. random. That's the <laughs> second time Derby has come up to that in this. In this <laughs> so I will go. It rains at pause and it does in Derby. We'll go Ollie, Berth, and Chris. So, Ollie, I'm going to give you Atletico. I think it's higher than Derby. <laughs> it is. It's six. <laughs> You've got Chelsea. Oh, testing your knowledge. Oh. oh. I'm going to go less. Oh, no. The faith has been eight. Eight semi finals oh. we've made. Berth, you bet against wow. us and you lost. Wow, well, I eight, I can remember four. four. Yeah, eight, eight seems a lot. That is, seems a lot for us. Well, well, I suppose we got to a fair few in the last like few years, haven't we? Mm. And then you've got twenty twelve, and then you've got anything that we did like two thousand four, five. Yeah, there was a period where we did get. Yeah, fair enough. All right, my bad. Um, my bad. Chris, you've got Inter Milan. Oh. More would it be more than eight? I'm gonna say I'm gonna take a risk and say more. It is. It's nine. Just, just, just. Wow. There. I would have said they less. were good back in less. the day, weren't they? They so, were very good. They were. So, Ollie, you've got Borussia Dortmund. Higher or lower than nine? Lower for me. It is. It's four. Berth, you've got Porto. Oh, that's not easy. I feel like I'm getting tough ones here. Um, they've definitely won well, the competition. Yeah, they've once. got at least one. They've got one. <laughs> um. I'm going to go less. Yes, three. Just. Jeez. Chris. Scrap that one. Manchester City. Oh. uh, That's a tough one. That is a tough one. But they've got to the final twice. And then I think they got, didn't they get knocked out in the semi-final one year as well? So that's three already. So I'm going to say more. It is. It's four. 
Justin, yeah. Ollie, you've got Leeds United. That's not helpful. Um, I'm going to go... Leeds used to be really good in like the 80s and, and before that. Uh, and 2000s. Start 2000s, they were really good. Yeah, yeah. that's true as well. Uh, I'll go... I'll go. I'll go more. It's three. It's less. Ah, oh. oh, okay. Birth, they were very good. Berth, you got Celtic. And th- more than three. Um, ooh, ooh. Surely not, right? Okay, it's a bit of a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna go less. No four. More. Oh, wow. Wow. That must wow. have been a long time ago. Yeah. This is really tough. This one this week. Really <laughs> tough. Chris, you've got Benfica. Again, that's a tough one. Oh, more. It is. It's eight. And Ollie, wow, to really? close it out, Benfica had eight. Do Ajax have more or less? Oh, no, because they used to be really good. Like, well, well. Hey, they're on a two-game winning streak at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> haven't, they, haven't they won it like four times? I don't know. They won it a fair. They have won it a few times. And they got yeah, to the they got to the semi-final a few times recently as well. I'm gonna yeah, go body against Spurs, didn't they? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for it and say more. Yes, they did. They got nine. Lovely. Oh, wow. Look at that closing yeah. out with a positive. Thank you, fellas, for helping me with that one. <laughs> right. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, treat yourself well. We'll be back on Friday to look at Man City and do our little squad ranking that we're planning on doing. So that's going to be interesting and controversial. So until then, that'll be us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.